Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right. Welcome to the Viking Age podcast. Uh, I am Adam Patrick, and I am the editor and lead writer for the Viking Age. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Chris Shad, who writes for us here at the Viking Age, as well as Zone Coverage, and bring me the news. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure to subscribe to our channel and like this video. We would appreciate that. And also make sure to follow the Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. All right, Chris, breaking news this morning, the Jets have hired former Broncos head coach and former Packers offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett as their new offensive coordinator. So my just opening question for you is, will Aaron Rodgers be a Jet in 2023? I feel like the Broncos made this mistake, didn't they? Like, hey, yep. we'll just hire Nathaniel Hackett and Aaron Rodgers will come with him. Mm-hmm. Um, that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead, they got Mr. Unlimited and he lets road right off the freaking age cliff. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I, I mean, the whole Aaron Rodgers thing is a little bit weird. It's already annoying, isn't it? It's already it is. annoying. Like, tell tell me when he either <laughs> says I'm coming back to Green Bay, which we probably won't know until training camp because he doesn't do OTAs. He goes in a shack. Yeah, yeah. I, he's probably doing a cleanse right now just or something. Or like, yeah. You know, just a cult meeting or something of that <laughs> nature. I I don't know. I I mean, I let me know where he is. Come training camp. Basically, that's the way I see it. Yeah, I think um, I think he's either going to retire or just stay with the Packers. I don't think he's he's going anywhere. I think it's his contract. I don't know the specifics of it, but I feel like it's kind of hard to move. I don't I don't exactly know that. I could be totally wrong. The Packers would actually eat forty million dollars in dead. Yeah, cap, yeah, but they're they're not yeah. going to do that, right? So yeah, I think either if he's done if he's done with the Packers, then he's probably retiring, and then I could see him like coming back and. A year or two or something, because they'll be like, I missed the game or whatever. Um, that typical thing. And uh, it'll be with the Vikings. So, you know, um, speaking of former Packers coordinators, uh, the Vikings interviewed Mike Pettin yesterday for their defensive coordinator opening. Former uh, Packers defensive coordinator, former Browns head coach, former Jets defensive coordinator, current assistant head coach with the Vikings. Um, rather uninspiring to me. Uh, candidate but you know what what are your what are your thoughts about this did this strike any chords or anything i wish i had some hot takes on this because i really don't i i mean there's some people that believe that uh mike Patton was actually the one running the defense last year which yeah you're one of them i i mean like if that's the case get him out of here because that defense it didn't have a lot of fangio principles it had a lot of Patton principles uh more so so i i mean the other thing that bothers me about Mike Pettin is that he looks like uh, Rick Harrison from Pawn Stars. So, like, yes. you know, he's sitting there on the sideline and he's just like, 
well, uh, you know, you need seven. Uh, you want me to play three yards off the ball? Best I can do is fine. You know, yeah. Uh, like so, I, I mean, yeah, I wanna. I would not be uh, super jacked if the Vikings hired Mike Patton yeah. as defensive coordinator. And the other thing is too, if Patton was this brilliant defensive mind, like they would have just promoted him after the Detroit game. Like they yeah. they would have just said, "Hey, Ed, this isn't working." We're going to go with Mike. So I, I don't know if Ed was just the fall guy or like just wanted to be the spokesperson for Mike or whatever. Um, I, I just don't like the sounds of that at all. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. I think when Kevin O'Connell was ever asked about Ed Donatel, he would never really like single them out um, when talking to him. I don't even think he used his name. He just always talked about how we have to do things certain, you know, better on defense and everything. So he might have been, you know, kind of sending a message to Petten. Um, and we might have not realized it, but I want to read this kind of, um, I guess it's a quote that, uh, Brian Sampson from dairylandexpress.com wrote, um, after the 2020 season, uh, right before Petten got fired for the Packers. It was just some, it was, it was an article about like why Petten should be fired. And this is going to sound very familiar because, uh, here's what he said. The biggest reason Petten should, uh, lose his job is for the numerous light fronts he employs on a regular basis. It's a staple huh. in his playbook to call three man rushes and or soft zone coverage that bleed yards. This has come back to bite the Packers on a number of occasions. His bend, but don't break strategy is huh. fine. For a defense that lacks talent, but Green Bay has a number of playmakers that were never truly unleashed. Guys like Jair Alexander, Darnell Savage, and Adrian Amos should be unlocked to play more freely. Is that about the Packers defense or the Vikings defense in 2022? <laughs> it sure sounds like the Vikings to me. I, I don't know, but... Uh... <sighs> Yeah. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty uh damning on yeah. Mike Patton when you see a lot of the same things. I mean, Packer Packer fans have been saying it the whole time. They're just like, hey, this looks a lot like our defense a couple yeah. years ago, and that sure as hell it wound up being that way. Not as bad. The Vikings did it worse, so it was great. Um so it didn't look totally like the Packers defense because the Vikings were just terrible on defense. Um but yeah, I'm not I, I hope it's just like a courtesy interview where they're trying to like just cover all their bases and make sure they interview as many people as possible because if Petten gets a job then I'm just gonna be like that you know why'd you guys even get a new defensive coordinator it's basically the same thing because I feel like nothing's really gonna gonna change I think do you think they need to go in a totally different direction as far as like scheme and stuff or do they should they try and find someone who can run something similar to to what they want to do because it sounds like O'Connell wants to run the Fangio style still but they they have interviewed guys who run the four three. They're interviewing Brian Flores, who's a more aggressive, you know, play caller. Um, so what do you what do you think? Should they stick to it or should they just be open to find other guys? I would think what they need to do this time is look at their roster. Cause I don't feel like they did that last time. Like Kevin O'Connell just said, Hey, this is the defense I want to run and we're gonna run it and we're not right. gonna do anything to accommodate who we have. The thing about the Vikings defense, we've sat here so far and we've talked about, we need to get rid of this guy. We need to get rid of that guy. We need to let, let this guy walk. We need, well, you need to replace those people. And I don't think the Vikings are in the business of doing a full blown Chicago Bears tank, even though no. the Bears tank put them in a better situation than the Vikings for the upcoming season. But, uh, we, we can talk about that later. <laughs> I just think that. You know, they need to look at their personnel and go, what's the easiest thing to run? Because we have a lot of these guys. You're probably going to get rid of some of them. But like a guy like Daniel Hunter, he could still be here. And what does he do? He likes to put his hand in the dirt. Yeah. If you want to run a three, four, 
then these guys need to be traded not only for draft picks, but they need to be traded for guys who have experience in this scheme. So it's going to be interesting to see what the Vikings do in that regard as far as what scheme they employ and how that affects what personnel they have going into next season. Yeah, I I think I think they should be open to anything, really. Like after last year, how can you not like it was just it was really bad. Um, And you need to listen to some of the guys they're interviewing have had a bunch of success with, you know, defenses and they're and they're younger and they might have, uh, you know, newer ideas that could help the you know the Vikings get better on defense. I think someone like Petten is just nothing nothing's really gonna change. So I think they hope I'm 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 still hoping that um the defensive coordinator um from the Broncos, Azero Avero or whatever his name is, um doesn't get a head coaching job and he's becomes available because I think he'd be a great fit. But second choice probably Flores. I'm I, I would mm-hmm. be interested in him coming aboard. That would be an interesting mix too, because Flores is kind of like a more Belichick fear-based kind of coach. So we've heard, yeah. Where, where O'Connell's like happy-go-lucky, positive. How are the wives? How are the kids? You want to come yeah. over for a barbecue? Somebody hey, said soft like, shell or hard yeah, shell tacos. Yeah. You <laughs> look like a you somebody look like a hard was, shell guy to me. I don't know, but somebody uh, said it would be like a good cop, bad cop kind of thing. Where like O'Connell's like eh, okay, it's like uh, Cam Dantzler is just sitting in the room, just like. Oh yeah, you know, and just like walks out, lights go out. Brian Flores is right behind, just slams his head in the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where are they? Batista, Ric Flair style. Um, yes. All right, moving on. To the next one is Kevin O'Connell. Uh, despite being the second rookie head coach since 2012 to lead his team to 13 wins or more in his first season, he was not nominated for not one of the five nominees for this year's. AP Coach of the Year Award. The nominees instead are our favorite, Kyle Shanahan of the San Francisco 49ers, uh, Brian Dable of the New York Giants, Nick Sirianni of the Eagles, Sean McDermott of the Bills, and Doug Peterson of the Jaguars. Now, I feel like all these guys are deserving of a nomination. I also feel like Kevin O'Connell is deserving. So who would you replace on this list of nominees uh, with O'Connell? I would say McDermott. I, I think I think it would. I guess... You could probably make a case McDermott is at a harder job because of the DeMar Hamlin stuff um, yeah. that kind of threw a wrench in the thing and mm-hmm. kind of keeping everybody focused. And uh, but, uh, but I mean, that was also after I mean, he had to coach what three games after that. And the Bills right. didn't really look too good uh, right. in the wild card round at all. I don't know. Should Kevin O'Connell? I mean, l- let's look at the other candidates. Kyle Shanahan. I, I, I'm not a fan of his, um, but. He's done a hell of a job. I mean, Brock Purdy, yeah. Yeah, sure. Brock Purdy. I, I mean, Brock Purdy's like a candidate for rookie of the year, and he's only mm-hmm. played in like six games. So um, that shows you the job that Kyle Shanahan has done. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. You should almost just put D'Amico Ryans in there, too, because it's been more mm-hmm. of defense than their offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian Dable. I don't know. Maybe if Kevin O'Connell beats Dable, like uh, he did in the regular <laughs> season, there. He did in the regular season, yes. And are these decided in the regular season or do they decide them now? I was wondering that too, because like would, would Peterson be in there if the Jaguars right. didn't beat the chargers Would Dable be the, in there if they didn't the beat Jaguars the Jaguars were like what three and seven and they wound up running yeah. the table to win the division. Well, they're also so, in mean, the AFC South. So you have to win like six true. games to win the division. So. <laughs> six games total. I, w- I would say McDermott because I feel like the bills, <clears throat> the bills were like, they, they were the Super Bowl favorite. Like every analyst. Yeah. Pick them and they lost in the divisional round. 
and they underachieved. They weren't the number one seed. I would I would replace McDermott. You know, I agree with you though that like he's probably on there because of the Demar Hamlin thing because that's just something that's like unprecedented and no one's ever had to deal with a, a situation like that. And he did a great job, you know, keeping his locker room together and everything. And he did a great job just basically postponing that game, preventing the NFL from being like, we're going to play again. We're, we're just going to play right, play again. Your guy just like died on the field, but we're going to, you know, five minutes, warm up. Five minutes, warm up. And Joe Burrow's <laughs> like, I don't care. Yeah. Like, give me a football. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he, he's yeah, he's he's a different person. But I, yeah, I'd replace McDermott. But yeah, it's disappointing because I think O'Connell, maybe it's because the Vikings only won, or maybe it's because the Vikings won eight games last year. So like the jump from eight to 13 isn't as big. And I also think it's just because people just didn't think the Vikings were that good this year, regardless right. of how many games they won. Um, so I don't know. It's I thought he should have got a nomination, but I guess I'm not. Maybe surprised. maybe he's like honorable mention. I guess I'm not surprised with all the like the lack of appreciation for the Vikings this year from from the national media anyway. So but Justin Jefferson, I didn't. This isn't a topic, but he was he's nominated for MVP. He's not going to win. That's such a joke. <laughs> I mean, he's not going to win. It, it's <laughs> such a joke. It, it, like, I, I think I can't remember. I think it was like Ryan Bozer or something posted this on Twitter, but he's just like, yeah, it's not a quarterback award. See, like Justin Jefferson's a finalist, <laughs> but uh, you're not going to give it to him. I think even Justin Jefferson, like, quote tweeted it and put like, I'm happy to be nominated and put like a crying face, like laughing emoji because he's like, <laughs> even he knows like this. I'm not I have no chance. Um, but he is also nominated for offensive player of the year, which I would say he does have a chance to win. That yes, because that's if, typically like the runner up MVP kind of non QB award. If he got 2000 yards, I like I think like his last hope of doing it was getting 2000 yards and Jair Alexander threw a wrench into that. Uh, Jair Alexander and the three safeties behind him. Uh, thank you. A, thank uh, you. Thank that. you. Sorry, I, I forgot about that small detail. But uh, <laughs> I'm the greatest. I'm still shocked he didn't have a safety over like each shoulder as he was saying. But maybe they're just blocked out by a stupid big hat. Yeah, I, was um, say I love it. That's good. That's one of my favorite moments of the year. Him, him trash talking <sighs> with that giant hat on. Freaking him wow. also trash talking Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp. Like, could you pick two people that? people care less about than those two like who cares shannon uh, sharp is trying to be relevant by fighting nba players during games yeah, that is that is that that, is. that little by the way that little whatever he's wearing the sweater or like the pullover <laughs> that looked like his mom knitted it um that looked very comfortable I it was probably like that. six grand <laughs> it's gucci you bastard yeah, yeah it's probably <laughs> so expensive all right so no nomination for kevin i don't think anyone else got nominated for anything as far as awards for the vikings just jefferson uh, offensive player of the year and mvp maybe a win probably all right let's move on to kind of our main topic which is uh ranking the vikings offseason needs by position group i saw that tyler fornis of vikings wire did this the other day friend of um, the show yeah yeah he's been on for yeah yep um unless there's something i don't know <laughs> No, 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 nope. He hates us. Yeah, no, no. Um, yeah, and so he ranked the you know the Vikings' biggest needs. I think he did five uh, by 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 position group. I think he had wide receiver at the top, which kind of caused a stir with some people. But you know that's his opinion, and we're all entitled to our own opinion, despite what people on Twitter say. Um, so I just wanted to rank each position group. We separated them into fifteen categories and uh, rank them from fifteen to one. 15 being the least uh, biggest need, I guess the lowest need, um, and one being the biggest need. So did you want to go first or 
just yeah, go through. The, go we'll just first. go through the whole. We'll just go through the whole thing and then. Yeah. So, so I almost I I I put them in order, but they're almost in tears when I look at them because there's like, yeah. oh my god, fix this. Yeah. There's go find some depth down the line, and then there's like I don't know, fine. You could upgrade it, but I mean, it's not really mm-hmm. a priority. Uh, number one for me is corner, and I think a lot of people will agree with me there. Um, you're old. You're slow. And the best corner on your team had three concussions last year. Um, yeah, that's not good. And if you do resign your top corner, technically he's five foot nine, and the other one's like what 33, 34 years old. Yeah, they need to find some youth. Now they could go into free agency and get some starters here and just plug them right in. That's definitely a possibility. Um, the draft is probably the best place, especially if you want something. I mean, if you're going to free agency for any of these positions. It needs to be like a 26-year-old going into their second contract type of deal. And those players are going to cost the most in free agency. So it's kind of a double-edged sword. You trade for Jalen Ramsey. I do not want – I mean, I do not want that to happen because that is that is more kicking stuff down the road. That crazy – well, you don't want to go full Rams. That's going full Rams. <laughs> Literally. And, and you, you don't go full Rams unless you're on the doorstep of a Super Bowl. I don't yeah. think this team is. I don't care yeah. if they won 13 games. There's, there's a lot of changes. We're going to go through them right now. The other one that needs to change is the linebacker. I assume mm-hmm. you're still going to run a 3-4, so you need somebody to go with Brian Asamoah. And is Asamoah even ready? I don't even know if yeah. that's the case. So they need to find somebody there. Number three is wide receiver. You have Justin Jefferson and I mean, a lot of people like KJ Osborne, but he's basically a number three. We saw that he had that bad drop against the Giants. Who is your number two receiver? It's not Adam Thielen. Even if he comes back, he's going to need to take a lesser role. And I mean, you could, I mean, KJ Osborne can't be much worse than Adam Thielen was last year. So you could plug him into that number two role, just kind of roll with it. I don't know. I, I think they need somebody to take the top off the defense. Kind of like, I don't know, Jamison Williams uh, when he was on the board last year. Yeah. Guy that can streak down the field and take a little bit of pressure off. But that's just me. The second tier is kind of like, hey, think about this. You got to think about the future. Take some of these guys. Edge rushers. Um, as of right now, Zadarius Smith and Daniil Hunter are under contract. If yeah. they are not under contract, this thing shoots up for me. Yeah. But uh, if you don't have Daniel Hunter and Zadarius Smith, you need to replace those players. If you do have Daniel Hunter, what scheme is he playing? Is he playing a 4-3? Is he playing a 3-4? Do you trade him to see if somebody will give you a first-round pick for him? I don't know. So edge rusher for me is another one because you need to get pressure on the quarterback. Uh, speaking of quarterback, that's my next one on the list. Uh, fifth. Wow, Kirk, that's high. <laughs> Kirk will get you through 2023. Like that, that's fine. And I mean, if we're looking at things right now, but you need to be aggressive with this. Yeah, you do. You you need to look into the future. Do they trade for Trey Lance? If the price is right, I say you make the call, you pull the trigger there, and you figure out how to get that draft capital back by trading down or something. If not, I, I wonder what they can do this offseason. Like it, it doesn't mean like, hey absolutely 100% make a move at quarterback. What I'm saying is that the Vikings need to look at all avenues as to what can we do in the future to make sure we're set at quarterback. So if that's trading up this year, if it's, oh, all the all the guys we like are gone, let's just focus on everything else. We'll take a swing in 2024. They need to make a plan. So this isn't like actually go get somebody. It's more like, hey, this should be on your mind. Um, all right, interior- so your top, let's just do your, your top five. 
Yes. We'll so cornerback, cornerback, linebacker, wide receivers, edge rushers, and quarterback. All right. I'll do mine real quick and then we'll go okay. just quickly go over the rest. Um at number one, I have I have linebackers. Um mm-hmm. just because you know Jordan Hicks and Eric Hendricks, they're just like they need to go to retirement home. They're just too slow. I just have that image in my head of Saquon Barkley catching that swing pass in the playoff game and Eric Hendricks kind of just like jogging behind him. And I don't know if he was jogging or that's just his full speed. And if that's his full speed, that's not good. No. Um so they need that if they're gonna, especially if they're gonna stay in uh, uh, three four um, cornerbacks. I have number two. I think that's obvious. You stated a lot of the, the case where they just they don't have a lot of people in there, and uh, the guys even that they had on the field last year weren't that great. So that need, needs to be a priority. Whether you you, know, you get someone in free agency or the draft, I would think you'd want free agency. I don't know who like you need like a young like a Byron Murphy. I think is like a good. Good guy. He's from the Cardinals. I think he's going and he's looking for a second contract. That's kind of a guy you kind of want to look at as far as experience wise to bring in. At number three, I have a uh, kicker um, with the Vikings. You know, kicker is always a need, I guess. Um, I don't think Greg Joseph should come back. I think they need to explore other options. You know, he made some some clutch kicks, but he also missed some kicks that he should have made. Um, and I think he finished like 20 in the bottom, the bottom third of the league in, in kicking percentage and field goal percentage and in extra point percentage. So they need to shoot higher with that, whether it's drafting someone, bringing in a veteran kicker, undrafted free agent, whatever. But I think they should move on because, um, you know, you don't want to be like the, the Cowboys in the, you know, the last round of the playoffs where. They got a kicker missing five extra points and you it changes your whole mindset of how to approach, you know, the game on the field. So they just need someone they can feel confident in. And uh, yeah, so at number four, I have interior offensive line because just the big question mark, Garrett Bradbury is a free agent. Do they bring him back or not? You know, do you do you want to start editing room again? Do you want someone better than Ezra Cleveland? You know, what, what are they going to do with that? Because and I think centers centers big because we know like center and quarterback relationship that's that's huge in this league um and the center can change like your your whole offensive line so i think that's an underrated big one and then number five this might surprise some people some people i have running back because right now they have they have dalvin cook is he going to be back who knows alexander madison's not going to be back they have kane wangwu who's apparently they just don't want nobody ever wants to play him in the backfield unless he's playing the last season against the bears and then they have ty chandler who looked well in the pre looked good in the preseason uh this year, but we don't know if he can do do that in the regular season. So I think that's something to keep an eye on as far as and there's a lot of good free agent running backs this year. Like they can get for pretty good price. Like they can trade Delvin Cook and get someone for like three or four million a year and, and probably feel pretty good about it. Well, that's my top five. Um, did we want to just list off our, the rest? And we don't have to like go into detail. But um, yeah, I didn't. I have wide receivers at six though. Yeah, wide receiver six. at six, and I add rushers at it, seven. It is a problem, and I, I do like so. I have running back at seven. I'll just kind of mention, you know, ones yep. that I really just because like we don't really need to talk about offensive tackle and tight end and no even like safeties. I have well well down the list. We got a like punter. Running, we got a punter. We got a punter. We got we got a punter. <laughs> you know what? And since we're on that topic, like kicker, you have it third. I had it towards the bottom of the list because they're so fickle and you yeah. have so many yeah. holes to fill and not a lot of salary. I would love to go out and just sign an all pro kicker uh, like a Daniel Carlson. Thanks, Simmer, uh, or something <laughs> like that. But the Vikings don't have the money, and usually those players are not available. So what do you do? I mean, Riley Patterson, 
who is a Vikings camp yeah. leg. He was knocking down field goals for the Jaguars in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, you know, how is Ryan Wright found? They took a flyer on an undrafted yeah. free agent. They yeah. said, holy crap, he's like bombing these things. Let's let's get rid of, uh, well, I don't even know the last guy's name. It doesn't matter at this point. <laughs> like, you know, I, I would just rather, I, I think you go in. If there's a guy in the draft you like, I mean, we give Rick Spielman shit for trading up for Daniel Carlson. He was right. He was he would, right. He, he would have been so good if Kevin O'Connell was the coach at the time when he drafted him. Like, just think yes. about that. Like, he would have been yes. fine. He would have been the greatest <laughs> kicker in Vikings history. He's one of the greatest <laughs> kickers in NFL history. Like, good Lord. Mike oh, like, that's ah. frustrating. But running back. He missed the you, kick you in his second game of the career. He's gone. Yeah, you put running backs in your top five. And I know there's a lot of people who are like, oh, running backs don't matter. Well, you can't pay. Just go get one for the community account. It's nice when you have a good one. Like, honestly, like, yeah, I, they matter you know, when and, you don't have them. And I remember the Packers game specifically. And I remember a play. It was a play action pass to Dalvin Cook. And the Packers linebackers just kept dropping back. They didn't even like go up. And the play was a nice play design because it was a play action Linebackers dropped back and it wound up being a screen to Dalvin Cook. I like the play design, but it it signaled a problem to me. Dalvin Cook was 36th among running backs in yards above replacement, according to football outsiders. He was not above replacement, by the way. He was 24 yards below replacement. And you look at Madison, Chandler, Wong Wu, say, hey, let's just give him give the ball to those guys. Well, they did not trust them enough. Like Dalvin Cook sprained his ankle in week 18, which is the most meaningless Vikings game of the season. They put him back in rather than giving those guys touches. So it yep. makes me wonder, do they like the guys that they have behind Cook? I, I don't think so. Like, <laughs> you know what? It, uh, well, the Vikings don't have a second round pick. If they wound up with one and kind of traded their veterans man, man style, I'd, I'd look at by B. John. I, I would. I, I hear that. John in the second I, round. Yeah, in the second round. That's yes. Right. I don't know. Don't, I don't do know it in the gonna, first. My God, no. that would. I don't be know bad. if he's gonna. Yeah, I don't know if he'll he'll make it to the second though. No. I think there's gonna be a lot of hype around him, testing wise and everything. But um, like the first, the the first round for running backs is now the second round. It used to be the yeah. first round, but now it's like well, second that's what they days. Got, that's where they got Delvin Cook. That's where a lot. Like, yes. Alvin Kamara was in there. Joe Mixon was in there. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, look at look at a team like the Chiefs. They got like Jarek McKinnon is like their top guy. They, Isaiah uh, Pacheco was a seventh yeah, round pick. Yeah, like I know they have Patrick Mahomes. That makes a huge difference. Um, but like you don't need to pay top dollar for running backs. I think this regime is younger and they realize that they they're gonna invest more money in the, they're gonna invest in the TJ Hawkinson, who you know say what you want about tight ends, but he's he's become quickly reliable and a favorite target of of Kirk Cousins, and he's young, so you want to pay him. And, you know, wide receivers are more, I would, I would say wide receivers in this day and age in the NFL are way more important than running back. Um, so if you have one like Justin Jefferson, you want to pay one and then you want to find a number two that helps take attention off of, of Justin Jefferson. So I would even, yeah, no, I like, yeah, I, that's why I put, I put wide receivers at six because, um, I like KJ Osborne and I feel like their need for wide receivers aren't as large because they have Justin Jefferson. He makes up for a lot of that. That's kind of TJ Hawkinson. That's what that's why I put tight ends at the bottom too, because I know they're, they're they're losing Irv Smith, but like tight ends, I have it like twelve because. Well, and how have, much how much does Kevin O'Connell want to play eleven personnel too? Right, right. That right. that's all, that also brings wide receivers up your list. Imagine if they took Jordan Addison in the first round. Like I, 
I think that would be an outstanding pick to pair with Justin Jefferson on the other end. Um, Quentin Johnson's also a freak. I don't think he gets down to 23 or 24, wherever the Vikings are picking. And then, um, yeah, I, I mean, any of those wide receivers, I mean, if you can find uh, Hyatt, Hyatt from Tennessee, that's yeah. actually the guy that I really like because he's Is a quarterback. Threat. Uh, he's a wide receiver. Oh, he, he had like what? What was it? I was at the NDSU SDSU game, but he had like what four or five touchdowns against Alabama. Like they just could not is it, find is it him. Jalen Hyatt. Jalen Hyatt. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, because I think I, <laughs> I think I saw he has like a NIL deal with with Hyatt uh, Hotels, which is like nice. Perfect. That's that's cool. <laughs> that's uh, convenient. It's like uh, Decoldis Crawford. <laughs> yeah, with the, the 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 AC commercial. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes. What did you see? He- I got to find out. He was at the transfer portal. I got to find out where he went. (laughs) You see the, some, the meme kid, like the, the Popeye's kid, he got a, an IL deal from, from Popeye's because he's like some football player at like some random, like Erie community college or whatever. You know what I'm talking about? Like the Popeye's kid who was like holding a Popeye's cup with like the big eyes, like just, just. Oh, oh, the, uh, the meme. Yeah. 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 So he, he got an NIL deal with, with Popeye's apparently. I'm like, oh, that's perfect. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, as far as my the rest of mine goes, so I have wide receivers at six, edge rushers at seven, I have quarterbacks at eight, defensive line at nine, offensive tackle at ten because of Brian O'Neill's question mark. I don't know if he's going to be ready for the season, so maybe you got to kind of invest in a backup plan. Um, punt returner at eleven. Don't know if it's going to be Jalen Rager or whoever. Tight ends at twelve. Thirteen is safeties. Fourteen is punter, and fifteen is kick returner because Kane Wangwu is. Awesome. Yes. What was, what was um, how the rest of yours go starting at six? So I had interior offensive lineman. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen with Gary Bradbury and Ingram. I think he'll be better in year two there. I mean, he sucked overall, but I mean, yeah, his, his ability to run block was pretty damn good. And maybe Didn't after Cleveland suck as a rookie too. Didn't he suck? Yeah. What's, what's up with Ezra aw- Cleveland too? Not that he's I, I don't awesome, really, but you know, like. yeah, he's fifth in pl- pressures allowed. Like, yeah. I, I, to, to me, that's a bad year for Ezra Cleveland, yeah. but I, I don't really know what's going on. So I'm interested to see what happens at center. Maybe that helps those guys out. I, I don't really know. Uh, seven was defensive tackle. I don't know if Dalvin Tomlinson's coming back or not. If they right. don't, they need it. They need a badass shit wrecker in the middle of the line. Yeah. Like they need somebody that can just move bodies like Jordan Davis uh from Georgia uh now plays for the Eagles like they mm-hmm. they need somebody like that just to get bodies and open up that uh pass wrenching well, running back the, with seven look, well I was gonna say look at the playoff game with uh with Dexter Lawrence and how he just destroyed the interior you almost did, it again, did, did you? you yes I did um <laughs> did you see the there was a clip like a mic'd up clip of Dexter Lawrence like talk, talking trash to Garrett Bradbury like you don't want you don't want any of this like you don't want this in my head. I'm like, he doesn't, he doesn't want it. <laughs> he wants to go home and, yeah. you know, curl yeah. under a blanket yeah, or they something. Do. That, that would be, that would be great if they get that. But. Um, offensive tackle was eighth. And this is only higher because 
I don't know how Brian O'Neill is going to recover right. from that injury. Thankfully, it's only a partial tear of his Achilles, but uh, find some depth. I mean, that way yeah. you're not starting Blake Brandel and Ole Udo if, you know, Christian Derrissaw or Brian Both O'Neill free agents goes down. This year. Yes. Uh, tight end was ninth. I, I don't know. It, it depends on what the Vikings want to do. If they want to play more 11 personnel, maybe it's not as big of a need as I'm thinking. Can you do better than Johnny Munt? Like that's that's all you need to ask yourself. You can because, dra- I mean, well, they got Nick Muse, Muse yeah. or whatever. Uh, no, they waived him. Who apparently no, meow is on dates. Yeah, and I I saw that they figured that out. Um, I think they signed him to a futures contract. Oh, okay. Because so, he was what was he a seventh round pick? So, yeah. yeah. Well, I think they waived him, then they put him on the practice squad, and then after the season they signed him to a futures contract. So he's still, I think he's still around. Gotcha. Uh, so they got they got is Ben and Ben Ellison, I think is a free agent too. Mm-hmm. But like yeah like. They got TJ Hawkinson, but if he if he goes down, yeah, you you want to make sure you have someone better than Johnny Munt. And you know, this is you, a strong tight end class too in the draft. Yes. Okay. Well, then that should make things easier. But don't. I mean, don't, you're not you're not going to get your uh, first round pick on a tight end. Yeah, you're not going to get a Washington <laughs> kid out of Georgia. You're not going to get uh, Michael Mayer out of Notre Dame. Isaiah Likely, Tucker Craft out of uh, South Dakota State. Will oh, also probably be a day two pick. There, there you go. go. A little, just remember that name. That's all I'm saying. All right. All right. Uh, safeties. I mean, Lewis Seen should be able to help there. Yeah. So, and I mean, you have Cam Bynum, who isn't great, but he can take over a pinch. Same yeah, no pro vote. Huh? Yes. All pro- <laughs> one vote. And one vote. <laughs> all pro vote receiver. Then at the end, I have the specialist kicker and punt returner. Like, just don't get aggressive to go get a specialist. Like, you know, mm-hmm. don't draft one in the fifth round being like, this guy will return punts. Like, I, I hate that. Just go. Oh, some. never. Yeah. Never draft someone's for a specific like that. Like either get the Broncos corner. did that last year. They did. They took like some speedster out of small schoolville or something. Okay. Appleton. Yeah. I, Just I get a know. get a receiver or a corner or a running back. And if they're good at punt returning, then let them do that, too. But, yeah, don't don't think he, I think that's that's something that Rick Spielman or, or Mike Zimmer did poorly at towards the end of their tenure was like they didn't draft Dan Chisena, but they signed him and they kept him on the roster. The he ultimate clearly, weapon. He clearly was not there to be a wide receiver. He was, you know, a gunner who could get there and then miss the tackle. Uh, but at least he's an undrafted free agent. Right. But they keeping kept, him, they on him on the roster was yeah, bad. Yes. Yes. They kept him on the roster. <laughs> So, he would he would be the first guy there for punts, but never took the guy down. <laughs> never got it. He just never wanted to say hi. He just wanted to be the first down. one to say hi. Hey, nice job there. Whoa, where are you going there, buddy? <laughs> so yeah, that you know, kicker punter, kicker turner, punt returner, kicker punter. Those are my last. Is four. punter your least your least need? I would say between punter and kicker turner, yes. Yeah, they're probably yeah. in the same vein. I know that's cheating, but I don't really care. Yeah, Ryan Ryan Wright was good. Like he should have got some some votes for all rookie team or whatever if he didn't um you know how many rookie good. punters are there uh, right well he he didn't get any he didn't get any i know he didn't get any like all pro votes or he he wasn't a pro bowl mm-hmm. alternate or anything like that um which was kind of a little a little surprising that he didn't get anything because it was pretty good yes especially for a rookie um all right any i think i think that's pretty good that covers it all i think we basically agree that quarterback not quarterback cornerback and uh, linebackers are the uh, the biggest needs this season. Um, I would say edge rusher. I would agree with you there. If if Zedari- I think Zedarius is gone. I think that's, yeah, that's an easy move, especially for a team that that needs cap space. Well, and he was good for the first half of the year, and then you know the Hurts knee just kind of got the best of him. 
But he was 100%, so, he said, after yeah. that, that Packers game or whatever, but no, he wasn't. Like, he's going to go into a free agent negotiation being like, yeah, guys, I got a bad wheel. Like, Yeah, uh, and if you got to pay Jefferson, Hawkinson, Darius, uh, maybe Daniel Hunter again. Kirk. Nope. <laughs> um, we're not going to talk about that. Um, hey, the, I did see a report that the Jets are going to be looking for a veteran quarterback this season. Hey, I know just the guy. Um, so, yeah, that's 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 uh, that's our rankings. I think uh, I think defense is going to be a be a priority this offseason. And how could it not after they couldn't stop anybody? They couldn't stop the Giants, who scored seven points in the next game against the Eagles. So yeah, they made them look like the the 2099 Rams uh, in the wild card week. That was great. All right, let's get to the. This weekend is games. We've got the AFC Championship in Kansas City, not a neutral site. It's in Burrowhead, as the Bengals are calling it. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals against the Kansas City Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes claims he's fine, even though he got a high ankle sprain. I think uh, he's going to be on lots of drugs on Saturday, probably, uh, to help that out. And then in the NFC, we've got the Eagles hosting the 49ers, led by Brock Purdy. Um, who you got? Who's going to the Super Bowl? Um, in the AFC, I think it's going to be the Bengals. Um, I, you know, Patrick Mahomes pocket passer terrifies me as well. Like yeah. he's one of the quarterbacks. It's like, oh, we took off here. Well, that's fine. I'll just stand back here and just throw darts. Yeah. Um, that that's fine. So like basically now he's Dan Marino instead of like Aaron Rodgers. So that yeah. that's great there. Um, <laughs> not like ayahuasca scarecrow, Aaron Rodgers, like. The Batman or whatever. Um, you know, if Aaron Rodgers shows up to training camp with a burlap bag over his head, like, like they got problems. No, no. Like, I, I mean, like the actual scare. That was the thing, right? He was just high on drugs. And he like, oh, oh, threw yeah, a yeah, burlap yeah, yeah, yeah. sack over his yeah. face. Yes. Yes. He drew a mean yes. face on it or whatever. I, <laughs> I don't know. But no, you're right. Um, yeah, I, I, I think the Bengals because Joe Burrow does not care. He does not get. Oh, it's loud. And Aaron, I don't care. Like, and that defense I, is good. Their defense, yeah. like they Cincinnati's. I don't know why they're like their defensive coordinator hasn't gotten any like interviews or anything for right. coaching, and he yeah. he did well last year, and he's doing well again this year. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe people just don't want to hire defensive coaches. I, I don't know. Which which isn't true because yeah. they're they're interviewing D'Amico Ryan's and Raheem Moore and stuff. But yeah, yeah, I like them. Um, Cincinnati and oh boy. Hmm. Well, that we we know how much that Philly home field advantage can be. Yeah. Um, yeah. San Francisco is that score last awesome week though, was man. was uh, not enjoyable. No, against no, the Giants. No, it wasn't. <laughs> I'm not even going to say it. <laughs> Screw it. I'm going to take the 49ers. All right, Kyle Shanahan, yeah. your guy, my guy, right. Kyle Shanahan, Bengals, Niners. <laughs> yeah, save us, I, Joe Burrow from flat brimmed hats. That's who I picked before the playoffs started. That's what I'm sticking with. I think the Niners' defense is just too good, um, and mo- they're mostly healthy on that side of the ball. Defensive line is good. Linebackers are ridiculous. Cornerbacks are good. Safeties are good. D'Amico Ryan's is probably going to be a head coach next year. Um, and the Eagles are—I wouldn't be surprised if they won, but I think they're more prone to. I think they're less experienced, so they're more prone to making mistakes on on Sunday than than the Niners. At the same time, who are going with you know the quarterback who was drafted in the final pick of the the draft so he's not coming in with a ton of experience he's never really played in an away game like he's going to on sunday in philadelphia that's a totally different beast just as you know case keenum and in, in 2018 well if we talked about it too the 49ers schedule wasn't exactly like iron tough 
no. uh, as they went to the playoffs. I mean, they and they beat a Dallas team who I still don't know what they were thinking on that last, that last play. play? <laughs> Zeke, go snap the ball. You're old and slow. You're basically like McCarthy like should be fired just point. for that play. <sighs> and he's still there. And I imagine they practiced that in practice. And I'm, I got I to gotta wonder what guys are thinking. Like, you think this is going to work? Like, <laughs> what? But yeah. So, yeah. Uh, that, and they beat, who else did they beat? They beat the, the Seahawks in the first round, which was close in the first half, but then they kind of blew them out of the water. Right. Um, I, and then they beat, like, their biggest win the second half of the year was, like, against the Dolphins. Who, yeah. Who just fell apart in the second half of the year. Yeah. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how the, the Niners do against a team that's one of the best in the league. Um, that I think that'll be a good game. I think both, I, you know what, actually, I think the Bengals are going to win by quite a bit. I don't think, I think it's going to be like, like they just played the bills where they won by like 14. I don't, I don't think yeah. the chiefs are going to kind of do too hot because the chiefs I and Jaguars, the chiefs and Jaguars was close right. for a little bit there. Both games are going to be good. I think like they'll, they'll be fun games so. to watch. I, I, I think so. Um, I'm excited for, the games on Sunday, actually. But now the more important stuff, the more important yes. thing on Saturday. Yes. Which is the Royal Rumble. The Would it be the official kickoff to WrestleMania season? Would you say? I would Royal say Rumble? so. Yeah, I think so, too. What was so I, here's a question for you, because I was on the Homer Horn last night, which will drop tomorrow. Shameless plug. But uh, I was talking with Mr. Nick Marty and we were talking about the Royal Rumble and his daughter, who is six is watching her first row so she's super excited oh. they're actually they're going to meet up with one of his friends they're gonna have ice cream and she's got oh. a younger she's got a younger sister so they're gonna pretend to go to bed and then so she'll <laughs> go to sleep and then she'll get up and then she'll watch the royal rumble with mm-hmm. uh her dad and uh his friend uh uncle adam so th- they're going to have a heck of a time and it got me wondering so what what was the first Royal Rumble that you watched? Oh, oh, it had to be way back in the day, like early nineties, because my dad used to record them. You know that thing, like taping things on VHS yeah. tapes. Remember that thing? Yeah, he used to do that um, and watch them. I don't, I don't, I couldn't even tell you the exact year. Um, I do remember two thousand. I want to say two thousand four or two thousand five when that person who should not be named won the. Uh, Royal Rumble went on to WrestleMania 30. Won the, that was a good Rumble too. Actually. It was. It was. Yes. Um, that's the most recent one I remember. I think there was one where I remember where the Miz won, and I was just like, "The Miz did not win a Rumble. He did it. I, I know. I know that for a fact. Did you? Yes. Oh, he won. He won money in at, the bank. He won at WrestleMania. And, oh yes. And then I was because like, he entered as the champion. Yes. And John Cena fought him. He made have ended, and I was like, "This is the terrible WrestleMania." And uh, I think Alberto Del Rio won that year. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. WrestleMania 26. What was the one where like no one won on Roman Reigns to win and then he won? That was which could be <sighs> any, any year. That was before 31, so I think it was 2016. Yeah. Okay. Um, which actually, if you're gonna watch that one, you should just go watch the WWE title match before that because it was John Cena, Brock Lesnar, and Seth Rollins, oh, wow. which is an absolute banger triple threat. Um and then that was the year where Seth Rollins did did he do money in the bank? Cash did money in the bank. Yeah, yeah, that was a good one. Um I think my favorite most recent one is probably when Edge came back with twenty nineteen. Twenty twenty. Right, right before the right before the pandemic cut and full you were there, right? Yeah, no, I uh, I went in 2019, and okay. honestly, it is, is that the Becky Lynch someone one? who has what's that? Is that the Becky Lynch one? Where she yep, that was where Becky Nia Jax. Awful Rumble 
actually, because I rewatched it because I'm like, oh, that was cool. <laughs> Becky, Becky wound up getting into the Rumble and winning. And like they just didn't have the horses basically yeah. to put yeah. on a good match. So like it's just kind of like an hour dragon. It's like, oh, there's Becky. All right. She's in. She won. Um, 2019 Rumble was so freaking awesome. Just going there and seeing it in person and, uh, you know, there's a guy I went to take over the night before, which was a freaking blast, but was I was Christian going to go get, what's that? Christian in that too? I think Christian, was he in that one? Christian or was, that the, was, was the COVID after? rumble 2021. Oh, okay. Yep, 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 yep. So, so edge edge came back 2020, which was right before the pandemic. And then they had the rumble in the Thunderdome and Christian was in that rumble, which is kind of unfortunate because he would have got oh, yeah, one hell top. of a pop had he, yeah. you know, had that been a large one, but, um, but yeah, I, I mean, I went to Phoenix, uh, the first pay-per-view I ever watched, uh, VHS or whatever. First wrestling event was actually, uh, it was the 1993 Royal rumble or the first one I remember anyway. And that was undertaker Yokozuna casket match <laughs> where, uh, everybody turned on the undertaker and they threw him into the casket. And like, I was like terrified. I'm like, why are they doing this to him? <laughs> like, I, I, I knew nothing about wrestling. No, I, was also not terrified. I was also terrified of the Undertaker's entrance. But uh, oh, the, yeah. fir- oh, the yeah. first pay-per-view I ever ordered was Royal Rumble 1999. That go. was the Rock and Mankind in the I Quit match where Mankind got his hands handcuffed behind his back and like hit with a steel chair in the head 25 times. Really hard to watch uh, now that we know everything <laughs> about CTE. But I, it, it was an awesome match because like the Rock just beat the hell out of him for 30 minutes. And he's like, quit. And he's like, no, go to hell. Um, and Vince McMahon won the Royal Rumble. So that was another great what? one. Yes. Yeah. Because it was Vince and Austin one and two. And Vince put a bounty on Austin to get everybody to help eliminate him. So like Austin like kicked the crap out of him the first minute. Then the first guy came in and then Austin eliminated him and Vince ran away up into the stands. So Austin followed him. He got jumped by the corporation in the bathroom. They stretched him out as the rest of the rumble was coming on. Then like around number 20, like he came back driving the ambulance because Austin knows how to drive everything. Um, like forklifts, cement trucks, like everything. Uh, so, so he jumped it back into the ring Eliminated everybody. Vince was on commentary. So it was Austin and Vince at the end. And then The Rock came out and helped Vince win. And Vince won the Royal Rumble. Is that the WrestleMania where like Linda's like sitting in the chair in the corner? That was WrestleMania 17. Okay. Right. As, you, as you guys can tell, oh, oh, I, I, am, together. I am a super nerd when it comes to this stuff. But I, but I, lo- I love Royal Rumble. I love yeah. WrestleMania season. I am very excited uh, oh, yeah. for s- Saturday night. All right, let's get to our picks. Who we yes. got for the the men's? <clears throat> I am looking at the bet online odds right now. <laughs> Cody Rhodes is the betting favorite at 160. Sami Zayn plus 200 and the Rocks at plus 350. Uh, that has actually gone up from last night where he was 275. So I, I don't know if that's up or down uh, in the betting landscape. Such good gambler I am. Uh, I'm going to say it's going to be Cody Rhodes. They've been doing the vignettes the last couple of weeks. Uh, I would love to see Sami Zayn win it because I think that would be one of the most compelling stories. But if The Rock shows up, he's winning the Rumble. Like, you don't sit there and go, well, Rock, sorry, there's this guy, Sami Zayn, he's been doing great work. No, but I I, I think as stands pending a Rock return, which, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Cody Rhodes. Yeah, if The Rock doesn't win, I'd be curious to see how they would kind of 
facilitate a storyline between him and and Roman. Just just be like, you're ruining our family or whatever, like something like that. But I yeah, I have Cody. I think Cody's gonna win. And then yeah, my I guess not Dark Horse, but my second choice was Sami Zayn. So I didn't I didn't even know the odds, but yeah. I think that's that's those are two easy easy choices. I don't really think anyone else is like what are you gonna do? Have AJ Styles come back and went have Randy Orton come back. I don't even think he's healthy anymore. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Edge. His yeah. o- his odds have jumped Who? actually from last because I recorded I recorded a show last night where oh, yeah I, I just said it the Homer Horn we talked about Homer or uh, Rumble Who's odds. odds Stone Cold Steve Austin oh, was plus five thousand last night now he's plus two thousand that's pretty significant but still like, very high a a Austin appearance in the Rumble would be awesome if you have like five yeah. guys in there the glass breaks he stuns all of them and then gets dumped over the top rope and, and Austin KO face off is what you need in the middle of the room. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. Women's side. Who do you got? Um, this is tough because yep. Rhea Ripley is the favorite at minus 140. Yep. Um, I've been thinking all along that they are setting up for a match with her and Beth Phoenix at WrestleMania because she crushed her skull with a steel chair. That yep. usually happens uh, when you get your skull. She miraculously survived. She she did. She she got taken off a stretcher, and Edge hasn't <laughs> been seen since, since until Saturday when he comes back. Um, right, 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 right. Becky Lynch is plus three hundred. Raquel Rodriguez is plus five hundred. What I think? <laughs> what's what's that? She's third. Yeah, Raquel Rodriguez is plus five hundred. Okay. <laughs> so I so so the people I I think it's either going to be Becky Lynch or Liv Morgan. I I I I think they're really going to go Rhea and Beth at WrestleMania, and I think Becky's just a safe pick for them because no matter who you put her against, it's going to yeah. be a match that you can promote. Uh, Liv, they've been talking a lot about her going one, uh, starting at one and going through the entire field. The thing is, if like if she wins, I I don't really know. There's just just not like an up and comer in the women's division where you're just like I want right. to see her win it. So right. They'll probably. I I think Becky will win, but I guess lives my dark dark horse. If um if Becky wins, do you see a triple threat between her, Bianca, and Charlotte at WrestleMania? <sighs> to unify. I feel I feel title. like they, they they've already done that though. They did with like, what Bailey and Sasha or whatever. Well, no, she did that <laughs> with Charlotte and, uh, and Sasha. Charlotte and Ronda Rousey. Oh yeah yeah yeah. But yeah. then they do then they do with Sasha too. Didn't she? Wasn't she in a triple threat? WrestleMania. Thirty-two. <laughs> Testing it was, your knowledge. It was, uh, yeah, Becky, Charlotte, and Sasha. So there you go. Now Mercedes yeah. Monet. I've but. got Rhea, and then yeah, like the rest of the figure out is is tough because once I one, I think they've only announced like seven people. And yeah, like twenty-three slots left. What about Mandy Rose? Like she got something. she she got she got fired. <laughs> It'd be a hell of a way to like bring her back. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know like what the term like who who let her go, what the terms were, if they were like, just go just go take a break. Just go take a break. Get ready for the she moment. made a million dollars just posting yeah picks. Yeah. On uh, and the other one is, is Naomi. I was looking at the roster oh. like before this. She's still on there. She's still yeah. on the roster. I could see her and Bianca Belair having a WrestleMania thing. That would actually uh, be a match I'd be interested in seeing. So <clears throat> those are three to watch out for for me. So, but oh, overall, I think it'll be. Is there? Are you are you looking forward to the the, the pitch black match or whatever? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I am. I. Oh my god. I was joking this uh, also last night. It is not the first pitch black match ever. You want to know what the first one was? No, what is the first one? 
Uh, well, my grandma, when I was a kid, when Pitch Black <laughs> first came out, uh, she decided to bring uh, a 12-pack of Pitch Black Mountain Dew to Christmas. Oh, uh, just trying to do something good for the kids. And my mom was not having it. She I gave Mountain she, Dew to kids? She she was going to get not just <laughs> Mountain Dew, Pitch Black what? Mountain Dew. So, like, I do remember, like, vividly my mom, like, cornering my grandma. And she's like, I'm just trying to do something nice for the children. And, like... I don't know. It was so that was the first pitch black match, but I'm ex- I'm excited for that. I, I just a lot of Bl- Bray Wyatt's matches don't usually live up to the hype, but I'm right. interested to see what they do, where they go with it. Yeah, I don't is think this Uncle is about Howdy the wrestling. Involved? Yeah, I don't think the the actual in ring wrestling is the focus in this correct this match. Uh, the ending ending on a Vikings note. I forgot to ask you when we were talking about Kevin O'Connell Coach of the Year nominations or whatever. Do you know who the last coach was to win the last Vikings coach to win coach of the year? Uh, was it Dennis Green? <laughs> it was not. It was not Dennis Green in 1998. Dan Reeves won coach of the year in 98. What? Wow. Um, it was not Childress in 2009. It was not Mike Zimmer in 2017. It was Bud Grant in 1969. No Vikings head coach has won coach of the year since 1969. I don't know why it's so funny, but yes. How did Denny Green not win? He went 15 and one. How did Bud Grant not win in a year he went to the Super Bowl? I mean, they were they were like a Patriots like dynasty minus the Super Bowls back then. But I, I mean, they, went, they didn't go to the Super Bowl in '69. I thought they played the Chiefs. Oh, I think you're right. Yeah, I think they played the Chiefs in '69. Then yes, because the game was played in '70. You're right. Right. I'll the stick to one. the wrestling historical notes. You, you correct me on the football <laughs> yeah. historical notes. But, okay? the, but Denny Green is the most surprising. Like how 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 did Dan Reeves? I think the the Falcons went fourteen and two. Yeah. Okay. Fine. But, it, <laughs> but fifteen and one. 15 and Randy Moss. Like people That's... don't even remember the '98 Falcons outside of like the Falcons fan base and like the Vikings because like they they beat us. But you know who won Coach of the Year last year? It was somebody bad because I remember, wasn't it, it somebody is. with a losing record? No, no. They made the playoffs, but they lost in the first first game. Who? Mike Vrabel. Ah. Yeah. They got the number one seed and they lost. They in did. The division round. Um, 2009 was Marvin Lewis. 10 and okay. 6. All right, let's get out of here. All right. <laughs> We've been making this go long enough. All right. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure to subscribe, like this video, uh, follow Viking Age on Twitter. Facebook, uh, an audio version of this podcast will be available in the morning on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, But until next time, Chris and I will talk to you later. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.